1: A Silly Dude Production.
0: <laughs> 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 they get the ball away to England. England is inside the, away for away the It was better than Leo. Thurston gets the ball to
1: Morgan. Morgan crushes the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Ah! That's ridiculous. G'day, g'day. It's episode five of They Talk A Good Game. I'm your co-host, Lockie. I'm joined by my co-host, Harvey.
0: Hello, welcome all. How are you? I am brilliant. Footy is back and it's the best weekend I've
1: had in a while. Footy's back. We watched a bunch of footy on the weekend. Um, it's so good to just have this competition up and running. Um, it was all kicked off on Thursday night with Storm v. the Rabbitohs and the game didn't disappoint.
0: No, it was a brilliant game. Such a good way to start the season.
1: Yeah, the Storm looked the real deal. Um, they do, without, yeah. Cam,
0: Smith, they without just, Cam Smith. They haven't missed a beat, have they?
1: No, I mean, you know, it's one match. We'll see... You know, throughout the year, because Cam was always that that man who could provide steady the ship. So yeah. they've come out swinging. It's just about whether they can maintain it. Rabbitohs is another team that we talked up last last week in a lot of our kind of predictions, high on the ladder and in finals contention. Um, and you know, apart from the storm came out super hard, but Rabbitohs looked like they when they were clawing it back. They look showed a lot of price. yeah, they
0: they look good. I think they were unlucky to run into the storm round 1. I don't mm. think Bellamy's lost a round 1 game. Whatever they do in pre-season it just seems to give them the edge in those early rounds. And I think Rabdo's put in a strong performance and would have beat most other sides this weekend. Yeah. But not the Storm.
1: Yeah. It wasn't a very um a very fun weekend for either of us two as fans.
0: No, it as wasn't great.
1: Passionate fans of our of our clubs. Uh, Roosters got up over Manly 46 to 4. Uh, the Raiders beat the Tigers thirty to twelve, but you know, Roosters and Raiders. Surely that I think that's my grand final tip now. Surely, yep, yeah, yeah. It's the only possible way to explain uh, those scorelines. Yeah, while well, we you lost. Yeah, it's only you know. So you know, I reckon maybe top four: Roosters, Raiders, Seagulls, Eagles, <laughs> Tigers. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, it was good to good to have footy back. Hey.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and. It's a shame that our predictions from last week didn't quite come true. Oh, I had speak, the,
1: speak for yourself, man. Okay,
0: speak. well, my two my two didn't work. I had the Titans as a as a sure thing to get up over the Warriors. Yeah, that well, didn't you know,
1: happen. New players they've got to still they've got to get those combinations right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're still on the rise, but maybe it was a bit. Ambitious to say, Adam a Blake, thing. good for the Warriors. He's so good. He's so good. He, he genuinely is You're top three him? props in the game.
1: Yeah, hundred percent missing him. Yeah. Um. And then what was your what was your bold prediction?
0: Doggies up by ten.
1: Also didn't also work. didn't work out. The Knights got up. Um. My sure thing, I my sure thing was that the Storm v Rabbitohs season opener would be a great game. And guess what?
0: It was a great game. I was a
1: hundred percent correct.
0: Hundred percent.
1: Bit of an expert. It's a strong start for you. Uh, but my bold prediction was that the match would end as a draw, a 25-all draw, which didn't quite end up happening. But I will say, at one point in the match, Storm 24, rabbitos 18. I was seeing Rabidos going over for a try, Adam Reynolds slotting a conversion, 24-all is what it would have been. Then I just see a, a field goal shootout. It could have been 25 all, it could have been a draw, I, could have, I, could, I was just cheering for that draw.
0: Yeah, what could have happened, eh? It could have been. Yeah, and we had a great response from everybody that signed up to the fantasy and the tipping comps. It's been mm. a very strong start all round. We're going to give a bit of a shout out to the Nos Vaders, coached by Kevin D, who oh, is currently leading the fantasy team.
1: Kevin D, what a team he's put together. I'm just looking through uh, Kevin D's team, everyone take notes. If you, It looks like he might be a Knights fan. Kevin, he's got Connor Watson, Mitch Barnett, Jaden Braley all in the front row.
0: Well, they all had a strong Uh, game.
1: I mean, look at this. He's got Nathan Cleary as captain, who has gotten 192 with the point doubling system. Uh, Munster, Luttrell, James Tedesco, Dane Laurie. Dane (laughs) Laurie, yeah. Um, Excellent picks. Yeah, so he's done well. Well done to Kevin, but it is round one and you are the team to beat. We're coming to get you. Yeah, oh, watch actually, out. Actually, he's got a manly jersey as his um uh, icon, so maybe he's a manly fan, but he's got a lot of Knights players in that front row.
0: Well, maybe he's thinking about fantasy with his head, but he's, you know, team he supports is with his heart.
1: Yeah, well, that's the way to play fantasy. That's it. Unlike me, I've got my team stacked full of Tigers players. It's not working for me. <laughs> um, And a shout-out to everyone in the tipping comp. Um, It hasn't been a great start for either of us Too, Me and Harvey, we're kind of sitting towards the bottom. Uh, but a shout out to the team, or the team, I guess. I lost Luttrell, which is Jackson, James. Uh, well done on 10 points, which be, because in t- NRL tipping, you get eight out of eight in a round, gives you 10 points. That's excellent. So, well done, Jackson. Sitting at the top on 10, everyone else below on seven. Um, yeah, so make sure you do sign up. It's not too late. For fantasy and tipping, you want to be in there as early as possible. It's not too late. You can still catch up. And if your team is still going, then you've just got to join the league and the points will carry over. All that info in the podcast notes and on our socials. Get involved. Lockie. Harvey.
0: It is time for the bold, the basic, and the brilliant.
1: What on earth
0: is that? So this is our new segment all about... Our bold predictions, our basic sure things, and our brilliant player of the
1: rounds. Very good. Very good. Well, considering, should we start with the brilliant, our players of the round? We'll look back at round one, at what was, at who impressed us. Um, So I think what we each give each of our player of the round. Yep. And if they happen to be the same player, then we'll figure out a way to decide who has to choose their second choice. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure out a way. Let's see. We'll see if it happens. Are we going
0: to say them both at
1: the same time? <clears throat> you bloody bet we're going to say it <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> All right. Ready? The same way we did our Dalian predictions last week. <laughs> yep. Three, two, one. Daniel Ryan Saifidi. <laughs> Daniel Saifidi. Yes. Your player of the... Okay.
0: He scored a double. I like it. Big minutes up in the front row. Yeah. Led the line. Yeah. I think he was captaining or co-captaining with Jaden Braley. Wow, I think he was exceptional.
1: Yeah, there you go. Huge. Well, it's no surprise I've gone for Ryan Baffinhouse. <laughs> I think I've given him a shout out every single episode of this podcast so far. <laughs> he's deserved it. To bro. be fair, yeah. What a game. Yeah, he's like what a game. Like you know, what I mean, he could have gone. I could have given it to him or Munster. To be honest, like yeah. I was kind of thinking, those two are the new, the new. Uh, you know, dynamic the, duo. The new dynamic duo. It's like, and everyone's comparing them to Cooper Cronk and Billy Slater, but they're so different from so Cooper, different. From yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're
0: in their own mold. I thought what was so good about Pappenhausen was his try sprinting into the corner. There was, was no space. Yeah. N- no other player, like maybe Tedesco, but I don't think he is bold enough to take that run on.
1: No. And that's the thing. Pappenhausen, he backed his speed, but yeah. God, he was winded after it. He copped. At all these players coming over. Latrell, huge body Latrell, like knocking him. But he just has no fear. he just got a body guess, on the line. You know, eventually, I, I, my only worry for him is he's so, he's, he's small. I just don't want him to have any kind of long-term ongoing injuries or anything like that.
0: No, but I think he uses his frame well. It he allows does. him to nip around the field. And I think it helps with like his stamina as well. He seems quick at like in the 80th minute. He does. Like, someone like Latrell. I think he played well. I think he's grown into that fullback role, as we've mentioned before. Yeah. But I think, you know, in the last 10 minutes, is he going to be chasing down a winger if they make a break to make a try-saving tackle? Potentially not. Mm. Pappenhausen, I'd back him oh. all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll just give a quick shout-out as well, because we both picked backups, backup players. Obviously, my player of the round is Pappenhausen, but I, I my backup, if, if it was going to go there, was going to be James Tedesco. Because uh, I just think, you know, he got a hat-trick on the weekend for the Roosters. He, I'm not going to even think about his goal kick attempt. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: Knocks him off the top spot, maybe. But it
1: felt to me like Tedesco, it felt like Storm played on Thursday and everyone was talking about Pappenhausen as just this new Premier number one. And Tedesco said, uh, don't think so. Don't think so. Uh.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, but... I. Pappenhausen played up against the Rabidos, who we've both tipped to do really well this year. And, and Tedesco <laughs> played against the Bloody Manly. Bloody Manly. <laughs> yeah, up against our left defensive edge, which mm. just fell apart from opening minutes. And says he's got his work cut out um, to fix up those holes mm. and turn us into a defensive side again.
1: Yeah. It's a bit worrying. Alright, well, let's look forward to round two. Let's give our bold and our basic okay. predictions. So first, let's start with our sure thing, the sure basic, thing. the basic. Yeah. What's your sure thing?
0: Storm look too good. I think they're going to go up again. They're playing the Eels, and I can't see them losing. The Eels won this week, but I didn't think they played all that well up against the Broncos. They came home strong in the second half, but I think the Storm will be too good.
1: It's very interesting, and you'll see why when we get to my bold prediction. Oh, okay. But just a little teaser: my basic prediction, and you're going to hate me for this: South Sydney Rabbitohs to Defeat Manly Sea Eagles. That's my...
0: Yeah, after last week's performance, I can't blame you for putting you talked that. About,
1: you talked about your weak edge, and if anyone can expose an edge, it's Cody Walker, Benji Marshall off the bench. You know, they got experienced wingers in Johnston and Mansour. I, I just, I worry for it. I worry for yeah, you guys. Right, understandable. <laughs> uh, Moving on to the, uh, <laughs> the bold,
0: uh, bold predictions. predictions. Who have you got?
1: Well, your basic was storm to defeat the Eels. Yeah. Guess what my bold is? Eels. First game of the year at Bank West. They play better at Bank West than they do anywhere else. Yep. They pull out they're an inconsistent team, but when they're good, they're great. Pull out an upset victory against the storm. On the Melbourne Storm.
0: I'd like to see it happen. I don't think it's gonna happen, but that's why it's in the bold bold. section. That's why you
1: gotta go bold. You gotta go bold. Good pick. That's what I've got. Eels to upset storm. Okay. Nice. What's your bold?
0: I've gone for the Tigers to beat the Roosters. Whoa! That is bold. My Rooster's thinking is. missing a few players. Yeah, Jake Friend looks yeah. to be out for some time. There was Still even an Revelling. article of him perhaps retiring after I've this seen head knock. That.
1: There's worries on the Roosters. It looked end. like
0: a bad head knock, and the fact that he's had lots in the past, it's all adding up. The science sort of shows it's mm. pretty poor. Imagine
1: Roosters in one year lose, like, you know, Cordner has been talked about, like, can what is it? Rooster, friend Cordner Keary, like, what is it? About these Roosters players, it's like they're getting more concussions than other teams. I don't know. A tackling technique, I don't know. Robbo's got, got them headbutting the line. Uh It'd be a massive shame to see, you know, Jake Friend has been such a servant of the game for a long time and he's never got the accolades that he's deserved. He's, played in, he's been a Queensland hooker in the era of Cam Smith, so he's just gotten so unlucky there. Yeah, it's he's a like, shame. He's like Stuart McGill playing leg spin at the time of Shane Warne. That's what I would. That's what I would too. Great analogy. To. He's Great. The Stuart McGill of rugby league. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: and I also think the the Roosters, although they beat Manly convincingly, just will struggle against the mm. tighter defensive opposition. And I thought the Tigers looked strong. They yeah. held the Raiders up for a long they time. Had
1: a good first half, um, and then the Raiders' class was too much. I actually, you know. Tigers fans are very fickle and, you know, we lose a match and it's against the Raiders and already fans are saying, what's going on? And I'm like, it was against the Raiders who are literally my premiership tip. Um, They are a better team than us. Like, there's no denying that. The fact that we, you know, held them out for so long in that first half made a lot of tackles. Like, we made... They had so much more possession than us throughout the whole match. I'm actually 30-12, to not a disgrace. I'm not, not...
0: and I think it'll be better with Dewey coming back next week as well. That's Probably Embi right. dropping to the bench. Is that? Yeah, don't know. Like? I don't
1: know. The, the other thing is that I really liked Tommy Talau when he came on off the bench. Yeah. I'd almost, you know, I'd, I'd almost want to put Tommy Talau on the starting side and give Leilua a couple of weeks in reserve grade. Yeah, He sure. made some silly errors. That's what you get with Leilua. That's what you get. Um, so I'd rather Tommy Talau start centre, maybe Embi goes fourteen. Just depend whether, Madge has the guts to drop Leilua. Or whether he thinks that he can turn it around. But, you know, how many chances does Joey Lailua get in his career? He's had about 17, right? Yeah. So that's it. The bold, the basic and the the brilliant. Brilliant. The bold, the basic and the brilliant. (laughs) All right, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Harvey. Lucky. So there's um, been a lot of talk. Well, not even talk. It's pretty much confirmed that within the next couple of years, there will be a 17th team added to... The NRL uh, it's likely going to be a, another Brisbane-based team or a Queensland team at the very least. Yeah,
0: very exciting.
1: Um, but regardless of the location, it's just exciting to think that, you know, there could be a new team, new opportunity. A lot of people talk about saying, oh, there's not enough talent, it'll be spread too thin. I don't give a shit about that, to be honest. No. I I'd, I, want to see more players given more opportunity and 100% if it's in Brisbane, you know, you've got to give another team to that, that town, like, The Broncos have such a huge advantage being a one-team town in basically the capital of Rugby League, which is Queensland. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So what we're going to do today is we thought we'd come up with what an expansion team might look like. And the way we thought we might do that is we've got all of the round one teams that played, that were listed, uh, that eventually took the field, and we've taken every player – that was on the bench for their team, so all the fourteen to seventeen players, and we're going to try and create a seventeen-based, featuring these guys.
0: I reckon it's a cracking idea, and I can't wait to get started. We've
1: got the we've got the board up, we've got the list. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we just start. We, we start going for it. Okay, do, let's we, jump in. Where do we want to start? Well, I think question. we need
0: to sort out a spine first. Good. Old.
1: We always like to sort out the spine. Yeah. Let's start. So, with, let's start with the halves. It's always classic to start with halves. Halves. Okay. These can be moved around a little bit as well as we yeah, go. Might
0: need to juggle around. But the standouts for me are Benji. Oh, if an expansion yes. team was to start this year, it would have to be. You know, he would. He he could play starting half.
1: Right. So we don't care about the fact that Benji will be thirty-eight by no. the time. No, 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 no. Okay, just, okay.
0: Benji's there. Benji uh, you've got players like uh, Tyrone Wa- May, Connor, Connor Watson. Watson.
1: Oh, yeah. So Benji's probably more of a seven amongst these guys. Yep. Then you could put... I mean, let's see. I feel like we might need to save um, Tyrone May for center. But...
0: Mm. There are a couple of second rows that you could move to center, perhaps. That's true. What about fullback? Who's who's the Full clear back. fullback pick?
1: I mean, the only fullbacks that I'm really seeing here are either... Um,
0: Tavita Funa for Manly plays a bit of fullback. Although Tavita Funa,
1: Will Smith for the Eels.
0: Connor Watson could play fullback. Connor Watson has played played
1: fullback before. He's moving more into like a dummy half slash lock position now. I don't know if he's a fullback anymore. I like I. mm, I think it's out of Funa and Smith. Funa, I want Funa. Let's put Funa there. Let's do it. Okay.
0: He played like six minutes at fullback on the weekend because Dylan Walker went oh. off with a cork. So should we put should we put Ty- the
1: edge. Should we put Tyrone May at, at five eight?
0: May or Curran? You said you wanted May oh. in the centres. Connor Tracy also for the show. He's a playmaker.
1: He's a playmaker. Let's. I think actually,
0: I think centres you go May and Peachy.
1: Good Tyrone Peachy for the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, right, we lock them in. I think Connor Tracy at six. We'll just put him there for now. Just because um just because I've only really seen him play five eight, so he doesn't have as many like I like I feel like the players that are able to be moved, yeah. we should save them to be moved. Okay, yeah. Good and idea. Then we put Connor Tracy at number six. Let's So we've got Funa Tracy
0: and Benji in the spine. We need a hook up.
1: And it should be out of either Adam Kieran or Connor Watson. Could put Watson at lock.
0: Put Watson at lock. Havili's played a bit of hooker. Granville's on the bench for the Cowboys. Oh,
1: I love Jake Granville. I actually love Jake Granville. You want him there? Mm. Tavanga for the Warriors. I think I do want Jake Granville there. What do you think? I think he's like... I'm. I mean, I'm living in the past with Drake Granville. To be fair, though, yeah, that was I'm I was so impressed by him in 2015. He obviously hasn't been uh, on that same level since. But he has had a bit of injuries and stuff. Oh, I just love Granville. Havili, I just don't feel like the other players here are at.
0: at oh, I think we go Granville. Yeah, he, he seems like a cut only, above the other hookers only, on the bench. Yeah, there. it's
1: the only thing that's going to satisfy me is Granville there. Um. Now, Wouldn't we could. You, the thing is, we could put Connor Watson at six ahead of Connor Tracy just because Watson has more first-grade experience. And he played proof. well
0: there on the weekend as well.
1: Yeah, after Kurt Mann went down. Yeah, and I think... Because we don't need to use all these players. No, there and are
0: plenty just, of forwards as well that can fill in at lock or wherever else yeah. you put Connor Watson. And I think he needs let's, to be in the starting side.
1: Let's get Watson...
0: Maybe Tracy goes to R14 utility.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, let's... Let's put him there for now. Okay, Tracy at fourteen, Watson at six.
0: So we've got Tabuna Funa at fullback, Watson at six, Benji at seven, and Gramble at nine. Before
1: with... we go further, let's get wingers.
0: Tommy Talau stands out.
1: Tommy Talau from the Tigers. Um, and now we need another winger.
0: I mean, Smith could play there. Will the Smith Hills. is probably
1: probably the option. Um, uh, Viliame for the Dragons. Because he's a centre slash winger. Let's go Will Smith. Yeah, okay. Let's go Will Smith. Um, okay. Okay. Well, now we just got forwards. to worry about Easy. Easy. The so it. There's stacks of them here. We're just going to make sure we pick the best ones. Okay. The props, I'm immediately looking at the Raiders team because they have some unbelievably first-class props on their bench. <laughs> Raiders, yeah, got, the whole bench could be in this. Squad, I mean, to be I'd fair. almost have Cia Soliola and Ryan James as the starting props. I mean, who else have we got? We got well, Dil- I think Ryan Dylan James... Nappa. Oh, Waria Hargraves. Waria Hargraves is elite. We, got, I think he's got to be there, actually. Yeah. Starting, starting props. Let's put Jared in there. JWH and Ryan James. Well, I think oh. Ryan
0: James is more value on the bench because okay. he can play second okay. row as well. He can okay. play at lock.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jacob Saifidi for the Knights, um, Jai Arrow, Dylan Napa. Jai Arrow can go lock. Dylan Napa, he's a yeah, he's an Origin level. Jai Arrow crop. is a good pick. Arrow at lock. Arrow at lock. This is a good team. <laughs> this is a good team. <laughs> I mean, to be I fair, like, the um, backs the backs are are not for like to the level. But, but they, to that's be fair, they're, they're that's part of our bench. criteria. Yes, yeah.
0: there aren't many backup backs on mm. the bench. Yeah. You know, you're carrying back up forwards because they need rotation more often and things like that. Yeah, So the criteria
1: skews towards the forwards. I mean, you wonder whether we should put Tracy at seven instead of Benji Marshall. Because <laughs> if we're talking about the expansion team that will be...
0: I think though the the mind game is if they had an expansion team this year oh, off this it's, okay. talent pool. <coughs> it's they, I think if they did it right now, if you're going yeah. off like three years yeah. time, yeah. There yeah. Are, then we don't know. Then we yeah, don't, there are a three, lot of players all you time know, youngsters who are still in right. school that are going to be playing first game <laughs> by then.
1: You're right. No, yeah, let's keep Benji there. Let's keep Benji there. We need um, another
0: prop for Jadrera hard Hargraves. and
1: I think ooh, it's either not Na- Dylan Napa, Dylan Napa. Asiata uh, or Fletcher from the Tolman. Broncos. Aiden Tolman's not a bad shout. You've got who are we saying? Asiata. Yeah. Mm.
0: I think I think we got to put one of the Raiders there. Sutton, soliola James on the bench maybe.
1: I mean, you could have them both on the bench, soliola And what
0: about what about second row? We can't settle on the prop. I think um Let's,
1: Isaiah Papali,
0: He played so well for the Eels, and I think okay. he's really underrated. Okay. I want to have him there.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, I just got to go Who through all these up? all these lists. Uh, Liam Martin for the Panthers, yeah, he's actually, such a solid he's second rower. He's great. I think he he started a lot last year for them. He's only coming off the bench, um, because they've got Capewell and Kikau. Capewell kick out. They're both really good. I, but I, think, I think Liam think... Martin's a lock. To be honest, like not sorry, not a lock is in the rugby league position. A lock is in got to be got to be row. in the second row. All right, so. And we've then, got
0: Martin and Papaly.
1: Yeah, yep. Sweet.
0: And we need one more prop before we sort out the bench. So let's just we've got we've got Tracy on the bench at 14 at the moment. Are we happy yes. with that as our utility?
1: I think he's the only one left, unless we put Kieran there. We've you got, could
0: put like Tabanga there or,
1: or um or Havili. Havili. Havili's Josh Maguire.
0: We haven't mentioned him yet. Settled on the bench for the Cowboys.
1: Mm, he could be prop. Josh Maguire. Who would you have? Maguire, Dylan Napa, or Cia Solio? That's kind of the three we're talking about. I think if you Maguire. pick him one. Maguire. Let's put him there. Josh Maguire. Okay. We've got three spots. Then. I think, for, but 14, let's just quickly. I'd almost want Havili there ahead of um ahead of Conor Tracy. More experienced. He's been playing the 14 role for the years. Yeah, games. yeah. I reckon. <laughs> We're just the Raiders bench as our bench. It's almost going to be We that. could do it. I kind of want Soliola and Ryan James both there, and then you could almost put Sutton there. But maybe we'll put Dylan Napa there.
0: Dylan Napa.
1: Napa, Soliola, James. Like, that's pretty good. Who yeah. else have we got?
0: I can't. I'm I'm looking through the lists now. Who's um, the rooster's bench? Nah. There's Kami Kamika from The Storm. He played really well. Yeah. I think he...
1: Once it, I'm just talking about like players who have genuinely got that like got the pedigree already, got that pedigree, you know. Yeah. Um, Soliola James. There's Lisa and from the Warriors.
0: He's really good as well. He's really good as well. This expansion
1: team would work. They say there's no talent. They say there's not enough talent. Have a look. Have a look at this. <laughs> just have a look. <laughs> <laughs> I think.
0: I think we go. I think we do the Raiders thing. Soliola, Soliola and James. James. And then with Dylan Napa? With Napa. Or Asiata? Or... Oh.
1: Oh. Let's, let's put
0: Soliola and James on there.
1: And then... And then, and then have a debate. debate. <laughs> yeah. Soliola, James, and then my vote is for Dylan Napa, personally. Yeah, to
0: be, he's an origin prop. Yeah. We can't not have him. There's Trent
1: Merrin as well for the trade. No, Dylan Napa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now we've got the funnest part of everything we do on this show, <laughs> which is picking a coach. Picking the coach. I think on this occasion, it can't be anyone from anywhere in the world. So no Stephen Hawking. No, it's got to be an NRO. No Barack Obama. No Barack Obama. Um, got to be an NRL. We're picking NRL. We're talking about people who aren't quite making the starting team. And what is the bench really in the coaching world? Assistance. Assistance. Um
0: So Jason Riles, Storm, he stands out. Craig Fitzgibbon. Craig, Craig Skibbon.
1: Stephen Kearney, uh, Steve Kearney at Melbourne as well. Melbourne's got a good, good yeah, roster of coaches. Right. <laughs>
0: um, uh, Dimitriu for the Rabbitohs.
1: John Cartwright is somewhere.
0: He's up at the Broncos <laughs> yes. now. He left Manly. Anthony last year.
1: Seabold is at the. Uh, Seabold the Knights.
0: I don't think we're going to put Seabold there. Just no, to... no,
1: unfortunately, no. We're looking for a really what good. What about culture. somebody
0: that's out of a job? Paul Green.
1: Paul Green. Well, yeah. We, yeah, Brad Filler. If we're talking state of origin coaches, oh yeah, for I that, Green, looking, got for that, looking for that, looking for that. Well, Mal Meninga, Kangaroos coach. Maybe Mal? Is he ready to go into a full time first grade? Well, I, don't, coach I don't know if he'd move. actually take take it up. I know, think he could, likes the ask Yeah, I think he likes just being. We could know.
0: ask him. Can we ask him? <laughs> Send him an you know, email. To be
1: honest, Mal has a phenomenal reputation as a coach, as Queensland Australian coach, coaching week in week out. He could ruin his reputation.
0: Yeah, I think I think we want to go for an assistant.
1: Um, the standouts to me would be either Jason Riles or Craig Fitzgibbon. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Craig Fitzgibbon. Are they going to both coaches, in. co-coaches? Well, speaking of co-coaches, do we go the Walker brothers? The Walker brothers. <laughs> We're looking to bring some spice into this team. I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it. Why not? Jeff Toovey. <laughs> I think,
0: uh, <laughs> maybe not teams, but I think the Walker brothers,
1: Yeah, they, they deserve a crack. Let's I've I've wanted them to get an NRL gig for years. Yeah, same. If anyone's gonna, you know, this this uh, this backline we put together, they're they're a bunch of you know hopefuls, young guys not quite cracking their NRL like team. Benji, like <laughs> young hopefuls like Benji Marshall. Um,
0: Are we going to do the Walker Brothers? M.
1: Let's do it. I want it. Let's, let's do happen. the Walker Brothers. Woohoo! Woohoo! The expansion, the talk a good game expansion team. Are we going through it quickly? Yeah, run, through it. Okay, fullback, uh, Funa. Wingers, Talau and Will Smith. And then centers, May and Peachy. That's actually not as bad as it first appeared. No, it's actually not too bad. I mean, Funa's less uh, experienced at fullback, but to be honest, the rest of it, I wouldn't mind. No, not at Connor at all. Watson at six, Benji Marshall at seven. Oh, what a combo. Jake Granville's at hooker. Uh, uh, Hargraves and Maguire in the props. Liam Martin and Papali'i in the second row, Jai Arrow locks the scrum. That's
0: an excellent back row. That's actually for no, that's a, that's a first. And back the guys
1: row. who were on the bench in their original teams, remaining on the bench in the expansion team, <laughs> not quite getting that starting spot. Um, we've got Havili, Saliola, Ryan James, and Dylan Napa,
0: coached by the Walker brothers.
1: Exciting!
0: This Put, will be great. Is play Darryl? that team
1: against the Dragons next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll beat him.
0: I think I'll beat him. Bit of shade. (laughs) So we've had round one, Lockie. Yes, we have. And there's already some pressure piling up on the coach.
1: Always the way. Rugby league is a fickle game.
0: It is. It is. It's a tough gig being the head honcho at an NRL club. Yes, it is. So I thought we'd have a bit of a chat about who's the pressure going to pile up most on and who are going to be the first coaches sacked. I don't think it's. I don't remember any NRL season where there's been no coaches being sacked
1: throughout yeah. the year. I think last year there was like five coaches sacked. Yeah. It's bound to first, happen in the first half of the season, um, you know. And while it's been one round, you might say it's quite overdramatic to already start talking about this, but it's what happens. Yeah, losses pile up, and clubs panic. They lose faith in the decisions they made in the off season, and all that stuff they said about how the club's heading in the great direction under the new coach. Gone, yeah. Pushed to one side. On for the new coach. Um, Does anybody stand out for you? Uh, well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say anyone really stands out for me, but I've got like I've got three three here that I feel like if it's going to be anyone, it'll be one of these three. Okay. To get sacked before round ten or oh, so, you know, I am just, just saying yeah. that's generally you are not gonna, you know, yeah. Anyway, Who have I've you got? got well my three. Uh, well, I'll bring, I'll talk about one first. Anthony Griffin. Yeah. uh, I feel like is a one that, you know, the Dragons administration, I feel like could be the first to panic and pull the pin. Uh, you know, new coach coming in, a lot of media pressure on him from every angle. Yeah. Uh, player pressure, you know, you can't really tell if the players like him or not. I can't imagine Cameron McInnes is the biggest fan of him. So, um, yeah, and, no, and I, I had yeah. him as well
0: as mm. pressure's on. I feel a bit bad for him because I don't actually think he's that bad of a coach, but I think he's at a club that's been making bad decisions recently and mm. they don't seem to have any long-term sort of plan. Yeah. So I think if short-term results don't come their way, which I think it's looking pretty tough, mm. I think he'll, again, yeah. the pressure will pile up and... Who knows what the boardroom's like at the moment. That's right. Yeah,
1: because we don't know. Like, you know, we saw what it did to Paul McGregor, you know, and he wasn't, I don't think he was the best coach in the world, but also there were a lot of times where he wasn't even allowed to select his own team, you know. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They had a board of selectors and then the coach had to coach them and uh, that's just not... How it should be. There's run. no other NRL. Yeah, there's no other NRL they? club does that. Are they like, former players or are they just people in suits? Like, who are they? Yeah, I don't know. Boy. Yeah, like you got to give coach the keys to the kingdom. You got to back him 100. percent. And if you don't, then that's when you know to no fault of the coach they get sacked. Um on another one that I've got here, which I don't necessarily think would happen, but you never know. The Cowboys uh, don't mind sacking a coach and. Uh, it'll go one way or the other with Todd Payton, with this whole Jason Tamalolo thing, with this new defensive culture he's trying to enforce at the club, which I think he has every right to. It's not like the Cowboys have been impressive since they won the premiership. In no, 15. no, I think They've, they need a change. They need a change, and I think I still think he's the right man for the job, and I think <laughs> that you know he's standing up for what he wants from the team, and he's setting the right expectations for everyone, no matter who they are, but... He's on this list just because, I, you know, once again, NRL's fickle. The Cowboys are prone to pull the panic pin. So
0: Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of expectation there as well. They've got, looking at their roster, it's, it's top class. Mm. They've got some real leaders there, and they should be playing finals footy pretty much every year. Um, as you said, they haven't mm. done much good since they won their premiership. They've sort of had a dip, um, and I think... You're right, he's he's trying to put in the right sort of measures in place and bring in his philosophy, which he fully should be doing. You'd want that. Um, but it's one of those things where if they don't get results early on, pressure piles up quickly, players get unsettled, they don't like the yeah. new tactics or whatever. And if you lose the playing group, it's not that long after that the board tends to follow.
1: So. Yeah. Pressure is on as well. Yep, so we both got Anthony Griffin and Todd Payton both in their first year at their current club this year, which often is the way, you know. Often when a coach has more years behind them, they're less likely to get sacked mid-season, you know. It's more usually like a, you know, an in, uh, instinctive, not instinctive, but like a, a panic thing where it's new and it's and they're thinking, oh, shit, maybe this isn't the way that we want to go. Uh, did you have a third?
0: I did, yeah. Someone that's been at the club a little while and I think has just underperformed overall. They've been inconsistent at the Parramatta Eels. Oh, That's Brad Arthur. Yeah. I just think they their recruitment's been really good the last few years. And yeah, they've played some finals footy. They've put on some really hot streaks of form. They've also had some pretty dire runs of form. And I think the sort of time is running out for Brad. If he doesn't get them a top four or a good finals run at the end of this year, um and if the results, yeah, sort of don't go their way, I think he's he's under pressure.
1: Yeah. For Brad, it's 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 tough because he's pretty much for the last few years pulled the Eels out of that wooden spoon period they were going through. They're making finals pretty much every year. It's just now it's like they're every year they make finals, they get to the semis or or just the round before that, and then they go out. And yep. so for Para, it's just about whether they want to take the next step. And whether they feel that the way to do that is to have a complete overhaul or if they do back Brad Arthur to continue on this slow trajectory towards a premiership. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's hard. It's been it, a it, slow trajectory you know, for a long year. The tough thing is, like, do they sack him? you got to have a replacement lined up because otherwise you might put someone in there and you go back to not making finals. He
0: may be one that the pressure's on all year and then at the end of the year they... Pull the pin on him. I don't mm. know what his contract situation is like, um, mm. but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, yeah, got sacked this year.
1: Yeah, well, the last one I had is actually another one who's in their first year at their club. Yeah, um, and it's like, uh, yeah, once again, I'm not sure that it would happen, but I, 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 we had to pick three coaches, so I've picked him, Kevin Walters. Yeah. Ouch. Ke- yeah. Oh, ouch. That hurts. It would be. It would. I would. Actually, hate to see it. I think I would cry to see. He's got to have see. a
0: full year. They've got to give him a full year. Yeah, I
1: well, I hope so. But you never know. You know, I just don't know if the Broncos know what they want. You know, they they like,
0: could lose eight their first ten games and
1: like imagine if they don't win a match. Yeah. Imagine if they don't win a match to around ten. Kevin Walters never coached an NRL club before, and then, like just like sure they've lost one match so far, and and you know he's been an exciting. You know, to bring back a former player into the club, but just imagine we're sitting here in round ten and Broncos haven't won a match. That's all I'm saying. At that point, the Broncos do not stand for mediocrity. No, they got rid of Seabold no. pretty quick. Like they do not stand for that.
0: Yeah, God, that would that would tear at the fabrics of Queensland
1: rugby league. Wouldn't it, it would. It would be time for the expansion team, it <laughs> featuring <would. laughs> Benji Marshall and Funa, to step in, coached by the Walker brothers. So, yeah, Kevin Walters is my, my last one. Yeah, that wow. would be heartbreaking.
0: Heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, hopefully, none of this happens and all the coaches have an excellent year. I'd love to see them all stay. Yeah, no, it's a shame that somebody has to lose every week, you know? Unless, sh- unless we have a draw it's in a shame eight that games. Eight
1: teams have to lose every single yeah. week. And as the season
0: goes on, it's more and more often it's the same teams that lose every week. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks oh, if that- you support them or no. if you're
1: coaching them. Um, yeah if you just don't like to see people sad
0: no exactly <laughs> if you're a happy-go-lucky type of person that wants to see smiles all around rugby league's not the sport for you <laughs>
1: <laughs> harvey did you hear hear what cam smith's retired has he finally i, I know uh,
0: 400 games down or whatever
1: yeah so you know we all knew it was the it's the worst kept secret in rugby league. Mm. Uh, there was some talk he might end up at the Broncos or the Titans. Uh, here on this show, we never doubted it for a second. He <laughs> has officially announced his retirement. Hung up the boot. Did you see that statue he got in Melbourne? I did. Horrible. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> look like him. <laughs> the S- no one's talking about the Billy Slater one either. That doesn't look like him either. No, but Cam's was worse. Cam's was oh, worse. Yeah. It, it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, it's it's bringing up Cam Smith. You know, arguably a lot of people consider him to be one of the greatest players of. Well, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Um, and when a player like that retires, you talk about it's only a matter of time until he's eventually made an immortal of yeah, the great the game big of rugby league. immortal status. Yes, but Cam's got to do, bide his time. I think it's he's got to wait five years post-retirement before he can even be considered for a, a spot as an immortal. It's currently 13 players, and we imagine that they might announce the 14th or the 15th or whatever uh, before Cam gets a chance. So... What we're going to do is uh, come up with some players that we think might be Immortals eventually. Yeah, great. Um, So we've
0: got a couple of time restrictions on it. So we've got to pick someone from the current roster of players still playing.
1: Who might eventually go on to become an Immortal.
0: Yeah, he's got the potential. Uh, Someone that's retired recently, last Last 10 10 years years or
1: so. Last 10 years or so.
0: And someone older than that, who they're going to go back through the history books and be like, you know what? This bloke, he deserves a mortal status.
1: Yeah. So where Which do you want to do. start? Uh, let's, ooh, maybe, I don't know. Where should we start? Let's start old and, and, yeah, bring, it and bring it back. Yeah, and bring it back. I was thinking that. Uh, who's, who's your pick for the old, old person? Old, old person <laughs> old, to be made an immortal. Yeah.
0: On reflection, Petro Sibinaciba. Oh. I think, I mean, he's not underrated. He's yeah. in the discussion to be a future immortal on this podcast. So, yeah, clearly rated <laughs> quite highly. I think he was the backbone of the Queensland side in the early 2000s. Mm. Um, he was a rock for the
1: Broncos. Pioneer of the Fijian game. Yeah, captain,
0: captain of the Fijian... 2013 Rugby League World Cup side. Yeah, that sounds so, correct. That sounds correct. Um, After yeah. he was
1: done playing for the Kangaroos. After
0: he was done. And, yeah, he played for Penrith as well. He racked up over 300 games. Yeah. And I don't know if there was a bigger, badder enforcer sort of during that time. Bigger and better. Bigger and badder. Bigger and badder. <laughs> um, what about yeah, you?
1: Nice. Um, yeah, nice. Interesting. I didn't think you'd go for that. Mine is probably a bit more classic playmaker. Yeah. Uh, did his best work in the eighties, so all okay. of my all of my talk here is going based off old old replays I've seen. Yeah, um, Peter Sterling, uh, yeah, yeah. I think just uh, everything I've ever seen of him during Parramatta's dominance in the eighties, it's all him—the young, speedy, skillful halfback playing with players like Brett Kenny and Ray Price. Um, you know, I did, and 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 the impact he's had on the game post career as a commentator. Like, I can't think of a of a of a better analyst of the game not that that's what immortal is about but as a well-rounded rugby league person yeah contributed to his the sport. play look i think as a player he did enough to be an Immortal. but the fact that now he's so well known as a commentator and an analyst um i yeah he's my pick for that
0: yeah good and it doesn't the paramount golden age look even more golden given <laughs> their, their dry spell since he hung up the boots
1: Yes, yes. Well, I think was he, in, la- their think he winning was side. in their last? I think he was in their last Premiership-winning yeah. side. So that would make sense. There you go. So it makes it. Yeah, you know, um, last ten years.
0: Yeah, bringing it forward a little bit. Someone eh?
1: who's retired already, but they retired within the last, yeah, ten years or so. Who've you got? Oh, I've got Jonathan Thurston. Yeah, did, I think it's cl- once again another very classic pick. Um, he's the obvious. Choice for me, like you know, people talk about him and Andrew Johns as the two debate for goat status, greatest of all time. And Johns has got an immortal spot, so why shouldn't Johnny Thurston?
0: No, I agree. I, yeah, I haven't seen anybody sort of control the game better and make close clutch
1: plays. Yeah, and he revolutionised goal kicking, like his left to, uh, right to left swing of the ball. Like yeah, he's he's, he's made like that became the norm. It's kind of gone back a bit now. You don't see as much swinging anymore. No, I feel like when Thurston was playing. Everyone was swinging the ball. They were just trying to copy him. They it worked. was like, Good. yeah, Chris Sando had this swing going. I'm just, <laughs> for some reason, he's a player that I have associated with the Thurston swing. There you go. I think he might have got uh, like a, a conversion to win against the Tigers on full time, and it's stuck with me ever yeah, since. Yeah. So that's why I brought that it sounds up. Right. Car- oh, no, for you, your last 10 years player.
0: Yeah, I went with someone that I think impact off the game has been just as influential on the game. Okay. Greg
1: Inglis. There you go. Off uh, I think, I think
0: in the last few years, his sort of um, increased awareness around mental health and things yeah. like that. I think he's become a really strong ambassador um, and as well, obviously all his indigenous values and um, raising awareness in that space as well has been really beneficial for the sport. He was a gun when he was at the storm. He left the storm system and lots of people, you know, fall down the ranks when they move on. he, just turned into one of the best fullbacks the game seen in the modern era. Yeah. And the um,
1: Once again, the same way that I compare um, I compared Thurston to Johns, who is an immortal, then you can everyone has been comparing Greg Inglis to Mal Meninga since he debuted and Meninga's an immortal. So, you know, if we're talking players that get are in these debates with the all time greats, you'd think have to in these debates with the all time greats <laughs> some of it. <laughs> So good. Sorry, I just did a bit of a rap. Uh, I just thought I'd do a bit of a rap, a bit of accidental poetry. So great. Um, you'd think. Where was I? You'd think the players that are in these discussions, you'd think, have to eventually be immortals. <laughs> Let's move on.
0: I, I think there are lots of players that could, players that could be an immortal, right? i
1: derailed the podcast again. That's <laughs> no, fine. Okay, well, let's think about pl- current players. Okay, current players, current yeah. players. Uh,
0: but as, as you said, there are lots of players who could be immortals. The criteria is really strict. It mm. really is that top echelon of goat status. Yep. And, you know, I think there are 50 players that people could make good arguments for, but it's, it's got to be... Pretty slim
1: yeah. selections in the end. So who's your current player that you think could, uh, I don't know if they're at the end of their career and have had a great career or they could be at the start and you think that they will have a great career?
0: Yeah, I've gone for someone in the middle of their career Okay, who I think has had a strong enough start that if they capitalise on their potential and keep going on the way that they're going, I think they'll be right up in the, in the conversation. Go. Cameron Munster.
1: There you go. Yeah, uh, Yeah, for sure. Sure. He's got two
0: premierships already, he's won Origin Series, he's 26 I think now, mm. um, he's set up now to become the prime playmaker at the Melbourne Storm, they're looking as good as ever, if he goes on and gets another couple of premierships, if he stays there, if he moves on and does well wherever he goes, I think the argument... Well, he's, he's he,
1: he could he could find himself um, at the new Queensland expansion team. That's actually That's he has he has said that he wouldn't be opposed to moving home. Yep. Uh, you know when that expansion team comes in, um, but also yeah, the impact he's already having at the Storm. Uh, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty amazing, you know, given that the Storm had this big three, and everyone was talking about this big three. And if Munster, you know, became an immortal ahead of players like Cronk and Slater. It would prove how long this dynasty has lasted. Oh, yeah. It would be insane. Um the current they're a
0: factory play- for immortals they're at the moment. They're
1: immortal factory, <laughs> yeah. Don't currently have one yet though. But yeah. because well, it's still, new too, team, still yeah. too recent, but I think they'll get plenty, you know? Slater, Smith, Kronk could be, uh, and then maybe Munster. My current player is a player who is at the end of their career. Yeah. Um, this could be their last season. My, next year might be the last season. It's a player who, when they first came to the game, it changed up the fabric of the game and it excited young people about the way you can play the game, brought a lot of influences from touch footy and became known for his amazing sidestep and his iconic flick pass, Benjamin Marshall. Benji Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> look, I think but honestly he's done enough. I look, I honestly I wouldn't put him in the same level of like greatest of all time in terms of player as the others. I'm I'm willing to admit that. Yeah. The reason I've got him there is because of the impact that he has had. I think there are a lot of young players now, players like Cameron Munster, players like uh, <laughs> Sean Johnson. Yeah. You know, Kalen Ponga who have who might not be the players that they are if when they were kids they weren't watching Benji Marshall play footy on the screen.
0: Yeah, I think it's a bold shout. No, I think, yeah. I, think I, I certainly agree with you that he's mm-hmm. um revolutionized the game. He's brought in that sort of instinctive style of play, just playing what you see in front of you, taking the lion on, playing risky footy. But is he is he in that immortal status? Is Petro in that immortal status?
1: Well, I would say yes. Like, I know, and I would say yes to Benjamin. Oh, <laughs> will agree to disagree, I <laughs> We'll have to agree to... Um, look, I yeah, like for me, I went for two... For Sturlo and Thurston were two kind of just iconic classic goats. Yeah, you've gone all playmakers. I have gone all playmakers. I haven't given much respect to the forwards <laughs> no. or outside backs. But to be fair, these are the influential players in the game. They yep. are. Um, they're the ones who... You know, your forwards will lay a platform and your wingers will finish off a try, but who's going to win and lose your games? It's your spine. Well, that's it for round
0: one. Episode five of our podcast is done and dusted. Thank you so much for joining us again. Please follow our socials for all the information and content that we've chatted about in
1: today's show. At They Talk A Good Game on Instagram.
0: Um, get involved in the fantasy and the tipping con but it's never too late to sign up you can find those details in the podcast notes and yeah on the Instagram um, and we always welcome your feedback especially in five star reviews
1: yes or oh, not especially only in a five star review go Please. on do it <laughs> see you next week guys bye 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 bye